As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. This episode has been brought to you by Mosme. Are you sick of bad hair days? Especially since we're holed up at home all day and crave those rare pick-me-ups. Want to know the secret to healthy hair? It's hydration. That's what I learned when I interviewed Lynn Power, the founder of a hair care brand from Japan called Masmi. It means truly beautiful, and its clean formulations give your hair massive amounts of hydration without weighing it down. Masmi is formulated with a wonder ocean botanical, Mikabu, and other good-for-you ingredients like japonica, laminaria, blueberry extract, aloe, and grapeseed oil. And importantly, nothing bad. No phthalates, sulfates, or parabens. Masmi is high-performing and luxurious feeling and works for every hair type. Always vegan and cruelty-free. Give it a try. Visit lovemasmi, spelled M-A-S-A-M-I dot com for details. Believe me, you'll fall in love with your hair again. I hope you are safe and well as we power through this new world we're living in. This episode is all about meditation and teaching it to our kids. And now that we're homeschooling them during the COVID-19 lockdown, we should pay heed to expert and my dear friend, Thajal V. Patel's advice on starting a meditation practice at home. Her exercises are simple and easy to implement in your day-to-day. The other day I Googled how to teach your child to meditate, and lo and behold, the first article that popped up happened to be written by a dear friend of mine, Thajal V. Patel. She elucidates simple tips on how to teach your little person mindfulness, and it's a skill that they can carry with them through adulthood. We all know the benefits of meditation. It can rewire the brain. It decreases stress, anxiety, depression, and allows you to be in control of your emotions. According to a Forbes article, for developing brains, meditation has as much as or perhaps even more promise than it has for adults. There's been increasing interest from educators and researchers in bringing meditation and yoga to school children who are dealing with the usual stressors inside school and oftentimes additional stress and trauma outside school. Some schools have started implementing meditation into their daily schedules and with good effect. One district in San Francisco started a twice-daily meditation program in some of its high-risk schools and saw suspensions decrease and GPAs and attendance increase week after week. Today, I am joined by my friend, Thajal V. Patel, JD. She is a former divorce attorney turned mindfulness, meditation, and Ayurveda advocate for moms and kids. She's the host of the Time In Talks podcast, speaker and author of the book, Meditation for Kids, 40 Activities to Manage Emotions, Ease Anxiety, and Stay Focused. 
It's Sejo's mission to support moms in their journey to become mindful parents and raise the first generation of mindful children and next generation of peace leaders. Her fun, practical, and simple way of infusing mindfulness and meditation into the lives of modern families in a way that is understandable to kids truly sets her apart from the traditional self-help crowd and makes her a go-to expert for modern moms seeking to raise calm, confident, and compassionate children. Deja lives in South Jersey with her husband and two sons and their parakeet, Sky. Deja, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Kanika. I'm so happy to be here. Very cool. There's so many different types of yoga and meditation. Um, there's ones where there's mantras. There's ones where you, you know, focus on your breath. It gets confusing and really overwhelming to um, someone who's new to all this. So can you break it down for us? Yeah, for sure. So yoga is only one half of the sister science of this whole wisdom of how to achieve mental, physical, and spiritual balance. So there is yoga, and then the sister science is Ayurveda. Ayurveda is the oldest holistic health system, which is rooted in the ancient Vedas, similarly to when yoga was born. And it's all about achieving optimal health, well-being, and balance um, through what energy archetypes are considered doshas. So we all have different energy archetypes. And when basically what we call stress in modern day terms, when our energies are out of alignment, that's when we experience imbalance. And then we experience stress, what we say, quote unquote, in the modern world. Really, we've given stress so much power over us because we think, oh my gosh, stress is a result of external situations. Like my job is stressful, parenting is stressful, the, my commute is stressful. All it is is like a red flag that, hey, energy is out of alignment and we just got to get it back in balance and then you'll feel content and at ease and there won't be friction in your body or your system anymore. Yoga and meditation and the mindful breathing or pranayama practices are the optimal and essential practices that help your body and your mind and your spirit get back into balance. And so, yes, there are tons and tons. Like Hatha yoga focuses more on the physical body as a way of using your body posture to allow alignment so energy can flow more smoothly and feel more lubricated. Kundalini is more of a spiritual. So you're working on your energetic body, but it's more about clearing your subconscious mind. It's a very meditative practice if you've ever been to a kundalini class. It's all about detoxing yourself from within, whether it's through your emotional state or your mental state. There's hundreds and hundreds of meditation, not like just like what we think of meditation, that quintessential sit down, take deep breaths, focus um, on being completely still. Mm. You move your body in different ways or you hold your body in different postures or you use different mantras to create a different experience in your body. And it's all about calming our nervous system down and whether you're doing a physical posture or if you're use, if you're guided to more of a meditative, you're moving energy. So they're all basically tools in a toolbox of you moving the energy so that you feel in the highest alignment, in your highest self. So one of the articles that I came across was your four simple techniques 
for teaching kids to meditate. So can you go through these four steps with us now? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about meditation, there are many, many different types of meditation. However, they funnel into two different categories. The first category is passive meditation, and that's what we think of quintessential meditation, that sitting quietly, that mindfulness meditation where you close your eyes, you're focusing on your breath, and the intention is to clear your mind out. And I like to refer to this as the CrossFit of meditation, mainly because this is one of the hardest things to do right off the beginning. We have to build a practice to get to that space where we can sit quietly and our mind is completely clear of thoughts. The nature of our mind is designed to have thoughts. So it does take training, whether you're an adult or you're a child, to be able to clear out your thoughts. And I hope that brings some comfort for any of you if you've listened, you've tried meditation and you're like, this is so hard. There's no way that my child can do that. It's because like you have to build an endurance and a practice in order to get to that place to do it. Mm. And The second part, like the second type of meditation is what's called an active meditation. An active meditation allows your mind to focus on an anchor point so that you can learn to enter into your body. So it's much easier to train your brain to focus on one thing instead of trying to focus on nothing. So when we're teaching our kids or when I'm teaching someone who's never meditated before or they've tried meditation and they feel like they can't do it, your point Point of entry is active meditation. And this was the case, again, for me when I started meditating a decade ago, too. Mindfulness meditation was really, really hard. And so I found a way, an active form of meditation. And there's different types of active forms of meditation. There's guided meditation. There's focusing on your breath, but in a different way, not just the take a deep breath in and out. You're using a different approach or yogic breathing technique to focus your mind. There's affirmation. There's mindful movement. So even holding a specific yoga posture, as I mentioned before, the the purpose of releasing stress or feeling imbalance is that you're holding your body or you're focusing on a word that helps clear out your mind and the energy. So we want to keep that in mind when we're teaching our children to meditate. It's an active form of meditation, whether it's for you or for them. So when I'm teaching uh, meditation, it's all about these four basic ideas. So mindful movement, which is the holding of a yoga posture that helps move their energy in a specific way. So when you're feeling anxious, that means that there's too much energy in your mind. So the energy that should be at the seat of your thighs and your belly has now risen and it's racing like a loud hurricane. So it's Mm. moving too fast. So basically all we need to do when we recognize that there's too many thoughts, we're anxious, we're overthinking, is we just have to guide that energy back down to the seat of our legs and our thighs and our waist area. When we're feeling anxious and when we're feeling angry and jealous and upset, it's just that we have too much heat rising in our body. So we just need to cool our body down. And when we are feeling tired and lethargic and sad or maybe depressed, that just means that we have too much stagnant energy in the the lower part of our body and we need to bring energy up. We got to rise it up gently. So mindful movement and holding of a yoga posture is a simple way of doing that. The next way is through affirmations. When we 
focus our mind on a specific affirmation, we know that with children between the ages of zero and eight, their mind is in a somewhat hypnotic state where, where everything that they're learning gets placed into their subconscious. So it behooves us to start planting in the seeds of the words and the affirmations that we want to then eventually define who they are and becomes part of their sense of self. Um, the third aspect is the breathing. So we're using different breathing exercises um, in a playful way and making it really tangible. So you can't just tell a child to take a deep breath in and out. You have to have it somewhat tangible. So like using their bodies, whether they're tracing their fingers or they're touching their fingertips to each other, there needs to be a physical aspect to it, a tangible aspect that's going to root them to remember to focus on their breathing. And then the last is a guided meditation. So they're bringing all their awareness and focus on listening to what you're saying. And then that's going to naturally just start calming them down. It's not necessarily even if they understand what you're saying, it's the tone and the energy that you're bringing to the guided meditation, which starts to lower their parasympathetic nervous system to just get into that rest and relax state, which is so fascinating. It's actually the energy and the tone you bring, not so much always the words that you're saying to them. That makes a lot of sense. So now tell us about your book. Yeah. So Meditation for Kids is a compilation of some of my best exercises that I've taught over the years in my yoga birdies classes. But the idea of the book is, is that it's 40 exercises to help children learn how to manage emotions, ease anxiety, and stay focused. And so each chapter of the book focuses, like as I talked about, different stress types. So there's a chapter for emotional stress. There's a chapter for mental stress exercises. And there's a chapter for physical stress exercises. So when your child is feeling anxious or worried or scared, there's a chapter for that. When they're feeling tired and lethargic and they sad and they need a boost of energy, especially in the morning. There are great morning practices um, that you can do when they're feeling angry and jealous and impatient and frustrated, like those big feelings. There's a whole chapter related to exercises that will help them with that. There's a chapter, which is like one of my favorites. It's helps children when they're in a playful state, learn how to harness the power of their mind. So learning how to tap into their intuition, listen to that intuition, um, how to visualize what it is they want, how to send their thoughts, their positive intentions to people, even if they're not in front of them. So it's a fun way of them to learn the power of their mind. And then the last chapter is all about relaxation and stillness. So all the exercises in that book, uh, that chapter is all about helping your child wind down naturally at the end of the night. And really, there's just some amazing intimate conversations that you can have, whether it's to like learn from their mistakes or to, to express gratitude. Um, but it's all about learning how to quietly shut off their mind and get them prepared for sleep. So all the exercises are one page. So it'll keep your children's attention. Um, at the end of each exercise, it says like, take this time in when and a why does this work prompt. So it really helps parents because these tools are not just designed for kids. They're going to help you um, work through tough emotions and release stress and feel more ease um, in your life. So it'll help you understand when to practice these tools with your child, but also for yourself. And it really is designed to be the easiest meditation book for parents who felt that it's daunting, but it's the most playful introduction for meditation foundations for kids. Why is it so important that we do this? 
Well, for one, I think, you know, our greatest motivation always in life is our children. I feel like that can motivate us to do anything. And one of the things is that, you know, with the rise of childhood depression, anxiety, anxiety being one of the number one challenges of our current time, um, stress, you know, children are absorbing secondhand stress that we have, whether we like to believe it or not. And so as parents, as we continue to live a fully full, stressful life, we have to be very mindful of how that is impressionable on young children, especially me being a child who was highly sensitive. I know that children do experience and absorb that stress, whether we want to believe it or not. And that stays with them, right? And so if we know that the the nature of the world, we can't control it. it the world is the way that it is. You know, it's highly digital. It's highly um, plugged in. We need to be able to give our children and ourselves the tools to be able to function in our modern world in a way that it's not debilitating us. You know, if our children have any sort of ability to navigate the, the unhappiness and the challenges that are going to arise from a more uh, resilient space, I think that's where it's necessary now in this time and age to start prioritizing our mental health, but as well as our children's mental health. They're sponges. So they're whatever we model, they're going to embody within them. So why not start building these healthy practices at such a young age when our children are impressionable and they're willing and open to take these practices in? And whether it's for a minute or three minutes, it's that constant, consistent practice of tuning in and making our mental health a priority. In addition to the book, you have uh, really comprehensive courses for both kids and parents. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. So for specifically for this Meditation for Kids book, I created the Meditation for Kids Masterclass online course, which is a supplement. And it's a self-study program to help parents really feel confident if they're feeling nervous in the slightest bit, like, I don't know how to teach my children to meditate. Over my years of teaching children, I learned that there is a systematic way of like setting the foundations into your children's life. And this is really your guide point of like which exercises to use first. Um, I also have like goal sheets. So you, I really started infusing in my own boys these practices when they were two and up. And so there's different variations, just like we teach AB to our kids, you know, you start off with songs and then you build upon the skills. That's the same thing when you're teaching meditation to your kids. So I really um, created short videos to demonstrate the exercises from the book that you want to focus on first. And the book has everything, all the 40 exercises that will grow with your kids. But the course will lay out um, which order to do it. And I also have a video with Ayan demonstrating because it's sometimes easier when a child sees a another child doing it. So um, I really made it so that it takes away all the guesswork and you don't have to figure out figure it out for yourself and you'll really walk away feeling empowered. You know how to teach this to your kids. So when parents are meditating with their kids, especially when they're first starting out, I feel like it's probably easier to use a guided meditation or some sort of music in the background. So do you have any playlists that you love? Yeah. So when you're starting off with young children, 
at the age of two and three, right? They learn through songs and singing. And so as a, you know, kids yoga and mindfulness teacher, I have uh, set up, like if you're on Spotify, I have set up a kids yoga class playlist, a kids mindfulness playlist and a kids meditation playlist. And so the kids meditation playlist are guided meditations. It's um, the Sade guided meditations. Mm. They're cute, like one to three minute guided meditations, mainly for nighttime. Those are specifically for nighttime, but they are really, really cute just to start calming down their energy that you guys can listen together. And they're really short. And then the mindfulness, these are mindful resets. So one of the big things that I would do with Ayan is that with young children, they rarely sit still. So the best time that I found to play those were when we were in the car. Um, oh. so when he was buckled in his in his car seat, he had nowhere else to go. So these little um, Kira Willie has these uh, soundtrack called Mindful Moments, and they have one to two minute little mindful breathing resets that are like fun, quippy ways to listen. So that playlist has tons of different little mindful resets. So you could even infuse them during playtime, say that you're not commuting or you don't have a car. You can play them in the background during playtime and infuse those into the moment. And the kids yoga are also very playful um, songs. They're the ones that I actually start with my children when they're one because they're playful little songs. One uh, introduces them to taking deep breaths. There's an incy wincy spider that introduces them to meditation. There's another one that introduces them to yoga, like stretching. Another one introduces them to OM, and they're all songs. So I would definitely recommend checking out my playlist. Don't do the hard work yourself by trying to piece it together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dejal Patel, and if that's what you need to be able to introduce it at a younger age with the songs. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And we will link those um, URLs in uh, my show notes too. Awesome. Now that we are kind of holed up at home with our partners and families and kids, I think that, you know, stresses are high. Um, where, you know, parents are becoming homeschool teachers in addition to their jobs or maybe even having to give up their jobs in this process. The pressure and, you know, what could be uh, anxiety can kind of manifest right now during this pandemic. So what advice do you have for parents on kind of curbing that and actually focusing on the mindfulness and helping our kids to do so too. So what I suggest is really being very, very honest that, you know, today mommy's feeling a little sad. Today mommy's feeling a little angry. In order to move through stress, the first entry point is being able to be aware of what emotion that you're experiencing and being able to name it and being open with it is so healing because it gives your child also that kind of feedback of being when they're recognizing, you know, I'm feeling sad today. They feel like they're able to express that without any judgment, right? So mm-hmm. it's that opening of that space of first the entry point if you're ever wanting to move through stress is being able to understand what is the emotion that you're feeling and like we talked about you know the three different stress types like am I experiencing the anxiety from mental stress am I feeling the anger or the frustration um, or those intense feelings from emotional stress or are we feeling the the sadness and the grief from physical stress and the second point is is then being in our body and understanding that feelings are just energy in motion and right now we're feeling intense 
energy in motion within us. And so a lot of us have seen like, you know, there's a lot of walking with our kids out in nature. There's a lot of, um, you know, I I was talking to some parents and like, you know, I'm making sure that I'm running every day, whether you're doing it as a family or you're doing it yourself, making some movement. And for us, like when there's certain days that it's like raining outside, what we do is we put, we have dance parties, but we do like, I tell Ayan, this is your time, this like 10 minutes or, you know, even five minutes when we have this music on, we're going to move and shake. It's not just about dancing. It's about like shaking your body. I said that you can like pound on the ground, stomp it out, like really make large exaggerated movements to move the energy out of your body. And you'll immediately feel like after that, you'll feel like your vibration has shifted. So you're, I think, constantly being aware of like how your body feels. Does it feel stagnant? Does it feel heavy? Then moving towards lightness means releasing whatever that energy is and it's not thinking our way out of it. So your children can also very much benefit from, benefit from that is like getting that energy out. And then the third thing is really then after you've had the movement is to create that stillness and to be able to then when slow down your breath because your mind is linked to your breath. The, when you slow it down and like you slow the exhale down specifically, your mind is going to follow. And you'll notice that when you start getting into that pattern and like with the book, the meditation for kids book there, that's your synergy of like how you can build that stillness practice of like being able to slow down and be able to reconnect and really reshift those stress responses that you have so that whatever's happening, those uncertainties that you're facing, you're going to be able to have more of that adaptability energy that be able to pivot like, okay, what, what's my next step? You're not going to get debilitated by it. And you'll be able to build then that what I call a resilience reserve because you're not going to be completely like get into like the, the wallows. You'll be able to, okay, what's my next step? Or you'll be able to accept what you're feeling and then keep moving through this cycle of feelings and then the process through moving through it. That's amazing. That's so great. Um, and it's something that we all really need now to feel supported. And I guess the one, um, you know, truth in all this is that this global crisis is affecting every single person on this planet in some way. And we really are all in, in this together. Yes. Wow. Thank you for that. So when did you rely on your mom's sense? There was a situation like where, um, you know, we're like many of us parents, like having that problem of like getting your children to like be on time to get their responsibilities done in the morning. And it was just becoming really, really kind of aggravating. And so all of a sudden, like this wisdom kind of popped into me. And rather than like my continual like nagging, like, come on, hurry up. Like we got to like get going. You're taking too long. Um, I, my son is like really into like cars and stuff like that. So I said, Hey, bud, I really, um, we only have 15 minutes before it's dinner. So can you please uh, schedule your GPS to go for the fastest route so that um, we can make sure that we get to our destination on time? And Mm. he thought that this was like the most brilliant thing. So I feel like my intuition and my mom sense comes in and creating these playful solutions for parenting because I've had tons of these different types of like downloads to like avoid the power struggles. And I can't say that they're my own. They're just downloaded to me, these different ways of communicating. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think that's, you know, what was the fodder for your book because you're so good at it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live your life by? Mm, 
So I love this quote and it goes something like, you know, at the center of your being, you have the answer, you know who you are and you know what you want. And that's kind of been like my guiding force. It's now time for Mom Hall when we share products we love. Is there a product that you are just loving right now and you want to just share it with all your friends? Yeah. So if um, one of my greatest things is like using like time ins instead of timeouts and the greatest tool that I found is like a time in toolbox from Generation Mindful. I tell all my mom friends and all my clients who are like looking to, um, you know, infuse a little bit of more emotional intelligence and helping children ride through their big emotions in a calm way. I definitely recommend the toolbox. Cool. Yes. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, And my mom hall is um, Avrani. I was just recently introduced to um, this brand when um, I connected with the founder, Rushi. And I have to say, um, the ritual is a treat when you you take time to do it. Um, They have a four-step system and you know, ingredients are all rooted in um, things all natural in Ayurveda. And so I'll link that in the show notes as well. It's called the Discovery Ritual Set. Um, and there is an exfoliator, a serum, a hydro whip, and a rejuvenating elixir. And some of the um, ingredients are turmeric, which is healthy, neem, um, jojoba, honey, and so many more. So um, it just, it you'll, you'll thank me later. <laughs> so now please tell us all about your book launch. We've moved it into the fall and this is all basically tentative, but mark your calendars. Um, the New York City, Hoboken one is August 15th. If things don't feel safe or things, you know, still feel a little up in the air, we have a tentative date for November 7th. So those are the two dates right now that we have. I really want to be safe and make everybody feel comfortable. And so this is not a cancellation of the event, but it's just a postponement and we'll keep figuring out when the best time. So book those two dates. And then for my California folks, I have October 3rd as the live book tour date. And then in order to support families, because the book is coming out April 14th on May 9th, the original date for the East Coast book launch, I'm doing a virtual live book launch event. And this event is really to support you. There are 40 activities in the book. So I don't want to any parent to feel overwhelmed, like, how do I practice this? What do I do? So this is really going to be an opportunity for me to kind of train you how to utilize the book, how to infuse these. And this is at the top of mind right now for parents and children, you know, how to ease anxiety, how to get them to be more calm and feel um, more focused as we're doing the homeschooling thing. You know, we're together more often. So how do we help each other manage our emotions? So I'm really going to guide you on how to utilize the book in the most optimal way. So for right now, book May 9th and put those other dates in your calendar. We will meet in person. I am like so, so ready to meet you guys in person, but we'll do it when it's safe. 
Yes. Yeah, totally agreed. And I am so honored to be uh, with you on your journey um, because you and I are going to be doing a interview on stage at the launch. And much like this podcast and your podcast, Time and Talks, we are going to just uncover the story behind how you came up with Meditation for Kids, um, the hashtag, the movement, the book, and your philosophy when it comes to teaching children. When you're in person, just to be able to feel the energy of when we're practicing the meditations, how we experience them. So it's going to be a really visceral and physical experience because there's going to be a lot of that demoing and, and you know, talking about and feeling feeling through the meditation. So I'm really excited about that to be together with you on stage. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait till we do that together. But for everyone who's listening, um, to get your to save your spot for the May event, you can just go to the meditationforkidsbook.com website and stay tuned for updates as far as the live events as well on that website because I'm consistently going to be updating based on when we know that it's safe when the event is actually going to be. Yes, 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 yes. And another I feel surprised that, you know, I feel like we can reveal is that Ayan is going to be a big part of this, you know, he'll be there and he'll be leading his own meditation, I think, for the audience to engage with, with your child and see how he does it is really going to resonate because then they'll um, get ideas of what they're going to teach their children and how they're going to relate to them in the process. Yeah, that the one beautiful thing about this is that, you know, if you go on our Instagram, Ayan and I have been really able to spend time together to share videos. Yeah, he's really excited. Um, there was supposed to be a surprise, but now it's like he's like totally part of the whole movement of this. So he's going to be part of you know, illustrating and explaining because sometimes it's so much easier for our parents to just listen and listen to it from the simplicity and innocence of a child. And so, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna join us in the Yeah. Yeah. And there will also be, I mean, giveaways and, you know, other just fun things going on for the audience. So building that human connection with one another and having the exciting things unfold on that day are going to be super fun. And I think with given the light of everything that's been happening right now and us being, you know, kind of in the home and I think it's going to be even that much more special to be with each other and surrounded in an environment that is filled with light and positivity and, you know, just uplifting because we've just, we're in the process of so many different emotions and um, just navigating a lot of different things. I think it's going to be a good reprieve for us to be together. Agreed. This was such an amazing talk, Dejal, and I'm sure my listeners are wondering, where can we find you? Yeah, so we're book-related stuff, everything related to to ordering the book, to the live events, to the book launch event in May, to my Meditation for Kids Masterclass course, all can be found on meditationforkidsbook.com. I'm really big on Instagram, so if you love cute videos, um, you can watch with your children, um, with Ayan and I meditating, you can go to my handle at Dejal V. Patel and definitely tune in to um, my podcast. It's called Time and Talks. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can tune into it. And just my regular website is DejalVPatel.com. It has great mindful parenting tips. 
Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so lucky to call you a friend and I'm so happy that I was able to share your story in this way. And here's to all of us joining your journey and being part of hashtag kids can meditate. Oh, I love you so much, Gunnika. And it's such a pleasure to spend time with you and be able to do this together. That's total mom sense.